You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. I'm Jeff and I'll be your host today. Today we're going to have a one-on-one, Matt again challenging Neil, or vice versa, and uh, Ken will be scorekeeping. Hey guys, guys, how you doing? We're doing great. Doing pretty good. I'm speaking for Neil when I say we're doing great, apparently. Yeah, no, I I think we're doing pretty good. Matt and I uh, had a little reservation about another one of Jeff's games, but uh, (laughs) we heard there's not a lot of geography, so for everyone listening, sorry if you're a big geography geography fan, and if you uh, don't like geography, then... We'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I took a Sporkle quiz for 20 minutes earlier, so I feel pretty pretty good with European knowledge at this point. Yeah, and again, I can't stress enough, we don't claim to be experts in any <laughs> field of trivia, <laughs> yeah. really. Yeah. Just geography is not uh, is not what we do here. And uh, we really do enjoy the smack talk on, uh, on Facebook, so keep it coming, guys. <laughs> All right, let me break down the rules. 20 questions in a variety of topics worth 10 points apiece, split into two rounds. At halftime, there will be a special swing round designed by me, uh, hopefully you guys will do a little bit better than the last game I hosted. And uh, then we'll go into our final round. Uh, five questions in five different topics. Each player will have the chance to wager 0 to 30 points. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. All right, is everyone ready to get started? Let's do it. My, my pen is poised and ready to keep score. <laughs> or, or lack thereof. Question one. What two sports feature Grand Slam tournaments? How are you guys feeling about this? I feel good about one. Yeah, I feel good about one. <laughs> 50%. Just the kind of thing you need to maybe work out in your heads. Hmm. Yeah, well, I think Matt and I are both on the same page. I'm pretty sure it's tennis is one of them. Oh, tennis. No. I, yeah, <laughs> tennis is the one I had. Uh, I'm going to internally think about the other one for a second. Yeah, while Matt's thinking about that, I would like to learn how to play tennis. I've only tried it once, and uh, I continually hit the ball up and away over the fence uh, from my baseball days, so <laughs> haven't gone back. Tennis is one of those things where you, you watch it on TV or you see other people playing it. It looks pretty easy. Not easy at all, unless you're experienced. All right. Um, so I said tennis, and then I got stuck, and then I just put cricket. Uh, so I was between two. I had tennis, like we said, and then I was going between horse racing and golf. And for some reason, I, I think horse racing is the, the triple crown, though. Um, so I went with golf. For what it's worth, I was thinking golf, too. But Tennis, yes. They, they refer to it as a grand slam during the events. Uh, if you win four of the major four golf tournaments in a year, it's also considered a grand slam. Ugh. So tennis and golf. Why did I, I thought golf was too easy, and then I just ruled it out. Uh, grand slam, you said, was four? Yep. Okay. Mm. You got to get it in baseball. You got to get it in tennis and golf. Or you got to get it at Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> or or the moons over Miami. Oh, delicious. <laughs> Question two. Which painter is credited with starting the Impressionist movement? I'm pretty confident in this one, which means it's probably wrong. My favorite is uh, Seurat, but I know he's not Impressionism. Mm-hmm. Um, pointillism, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My favorite Impressionist was always Frank Caliendo. <laughs> he does a great John Madden. There's this guy, I'll have to get his name before the end of the, the show, but he does some amazing impressions. He's on The Walking Dead right now as like a bit player, but 
He's really good. We're getting away from I, I think art. I, I think I know the guy you're talking about. Uh, he does a Brad Pitt, which is really cool because Brad Pitt's not like so distinct, but it's like right on. Yeah, it's he does very like he does these things called micro impressions. They're only like two seconds, like Brad Pitt like getting an olive stuck in his teeth, or like George Clooney trying to say hello to someone, but then he decides not to. So mm. about the art, though. Yeah, no, no, no. We could always turn an art into a movie or comedy question. Uh, but I'm in. You're in. Okay, I'm in as well. All right, uh, Matt. What did you say? I said Monet. Uh, I went with Monet as well. It is Monet. Yeah, ten points. Claude Monet. Taking it easy on these guys today? <laughs> Apparently. Question three. What song, written by Robin, Maurice, and Barry Gibb, appears in the top 100 greatest movie songs, according to AFI? The, I'm the in. famous Gibb brothers. I know. That means nothing to me, unfortunately. Talking it up. I'm Barry Gibb. <laughs> Still does nothing for so me. So we all, we all are in on this, and Matt's just like, I don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> You need the name of the song? Yes. It's one of the greatest movie songs of all time? Yes. AFI has a top 100 list of greatest movie songs, I'm sure they and do. this is in the list. Do you have anything to add, Robin? No. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm Barry f***ing Gibb. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great skit. <laughs> and I'm just thinking of AFI songs I like. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lock in with something that's not right. If it's Girls Not Gray, I'm going to jump the table. It was going to be. <laughs> Girls Not Gray. Yeah. Girls Not Fifty Shades of Gray. Uh, All right, Neil. Uh, well, I try to listen to this on my uh, iPhone anytime I'm carrying pink cans around. I'm going to put Stain Alive. Mm. Matt? I believe I can fly. <laughs> it is Stain Alive. Mm. So, so Matt, I don't know if you figured it out, but uh, yes. the, the Saturday Night Live uh, spoof with, I guess it's not a spoof, it's a sketch, but uh, with the Barry Gibb talk show. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just talks like this the whole time. He talks like he sings. It's really weird. It's funny, though. <laughs> yeah, Justin Justin Timberlake and uh, Jimmy Fallon. Fallon. Jimmy yeah. Fallon, yeah. It sounds like something Classic they would do. duo. Classic duo, yeah. yeah. You, you know, you have uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet, and then you have Jimmy Fallon and... Uh, Justin Timberlake. Martin and Lewis there. Fallon-like, yeah. Question four. This band, famous for their hit single, You Dropped a Bomb on Me, isn't the house band for this San Francisco-based clothing retailer founded by Doris and Donald Fisher. You dropped a bomb on me, baby. That would be the one. Yeah. Doris and Donald Fisher. Relatives. Not related to me. I believe they were spouses of each other, so they were related in that (laughs) sense. So they were related. Excellent. Um, I think I think the Gap is from San Francisco. I don't know if there's a band called Gap. <laughs> the Gap. The Gap. Um, Fine, I don't care. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm okay. I'm in. I'm in. Okay. And Matt, you looked like you were having fun with this one. No, the I put the classic San Francisco clothing retailer hot topic. Yeah, and I I wanted to go four for four, but I have no idea. I just put I put the Gap. Neil, you are so close. It is the Gap Band. Oh. Oh. I think the Gap technically owns Hot Topic, so I feel like I was close. I think the Gap also owns Old Navy. No, that's the one it is. Yeah. Uh, and the and Banana Hollis, Republic. Hollister owns uh, whatever that parent company owns Hot Topic. I wonder if I should. Well, I'm not going to argue that the Gap and the Gap Band. I mean, it's you know, it's not the correct answer. The, the band's name is <laughs> yeah. the Gap Band. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, so the same company that fills my nostrils with their cologne when I walk past their store is mm-hmm. also responsible for the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas merchandise. <laughs> yeah. well, and, no. and the entire supply of wallet chains in America. Gotcha. Cool. Well, you walk past Hollister, you get the cologne, and then you get a headache and you get really angry, and then you go into Hot Topic, and then you buy things that make you feel <laughs> that, angry. That Hollister store is like a, like an assault on all your senses. It's, and it's dark. It's, it's loud. Yeah, right. It's like a club, yeah. Yeah, a club you don't want to be at. It's smelly. It is. Question five. This is going to be another one of our listener-submitted questions. This one comes today from David Raffetto. So I promised <clears throat> to go light on the geography I didn't, or, and science. I did not provide this question, so you can't blame me. Question five. What chemical element owes its name to the Greek word for stone? It's not Oliver. Ugh. Sure to David, yeah. this is like, oh, this was on my second grade. You know, pop quiz. Yeah, he's throwing layups, Neil. Like I said, I've said it many times before. Every time you ask an element question, I, c- I can't even think of an element. <laughs> then I think of one like, just, is iodine an element? Just look at a periodic table. There's very okay. limited number of them. 
118 currently. Yeah. I'd rather I'd rather learn the, you know, like 100 best picture winners or, you know, A70. Right. You can learn two things. I, well, I could try. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, it came to him. No, I, it, I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm pretty sure this is not an element. Flash of brilliance. <laughs> Neil leads back and he gets some kind of clue. He's not taking that limitless pill any, anymore. Uh, Neil? I, I'm pretty sure this is, this is not an element. I just said pewter. Oh, it's not. It's not. Um, <laughs> I was thinking of like a probably a hard metal or something like that. So I just said lead. You should have been thinking of a soft, light metal. It's actually lithium. Oh, uh, lithium. Mm. Wouldn't have got there. Shocking. No uh, points on the science question here. <laughs> Specifically chemistry. Yeah. That's I just brain. I just imagine Jeff going, and it begins, and then it's just the rest are just geography science. However, <laughs> Neil is doing all right. He's got 30 points through five questions. Matt's a little bit behind with 10 points through five just questions, but plenty of time left in the game. Question six. Upon hearing an advanced recording of this Queen single, Elton John remarked, Are you f***ing mad? That's great. Okay. I'm going to think of the most ridiculous Queen single I could think of and put that down. There's a few. I know. I know. But I think this one... Hmm. Uh, I think I know which one I would go with here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm between two. You're in, Matt. Uh-huh. I'm between uh, Bicycle and Fat Bottom Girls. Oh, um, man. I, I'm just going to go with Fat Bottom Girls because I could see... Someone being like, I can't believe you named a song that. Well, I went with Bicycle. Well, I see a little silhouette of a man. Oh, oh man. That's too easy. I didn't it's think that. It's Bohemian Rhapsody. <sighs> but there are so many... They're all pretty mad, to be honest. Saying, it could have been any of them. Question seven. Which car manufacturer got its start after Enzo Ferrari insulted the owner, stating that while he may be able to drive a tractor, he'd never be able to handle a Ferrari properly? Hmm... Can you uh, reread the insult, but with an Italian accent? (laughs) An offensive Italian accent. (laughs) I I don't think I could do it justice. Uh, This is Karen uh, Filippelli. There's the office reference. (laughs) There's always one. Mr. Ferrari sounds kind of rude, to be honest. I don't know. You know what? He is he he was probably pretty rude, and I'm going to boycott the company. Yeah. He uh, he was an F1. I'm, I'm no longer going to be purchasing Ferraris. He was an F1 <laughs> driver, so he probably was pretty uh, pretty pompous. It could be Lamborghini, it could be Maserati, it could be Aston Martin. I'm, but I'm trying to think of someone who would want to compete with Ferrari and make him and beat Ferrari. And so the only way I can really and it's Italian. I'm I'm, I'm guessing maybe um, maybe. I'm just going to go with Lambo, just because I feel like the only car that kind of comes close to the Ferrari in that respect would be a Lamborghini, and I could see that guy wanting to make a car that's like way too powerful for its own good. Mm-hmm. I put in Fiat right away, and then I just stuck with it. That's a that's a really good answer. So uh, Fiat, I believe, predates Ferrari, ah. and now they actually own part mm-hmm. of Ferrari. Didn't know that. But the person who was quite offended and formed his own car company was Ferruccio Lamborghini. Oh. Well, aren't their logos very similar? Like the Ferrari it's is... a bull. Is, it's a, a Lamborghini is a bull and the Ferrari is a horse, right? It's a horse. Maybe? I don't know. You're I think the, very I think the bull is kind of like in a charge. The, charge. the bull okay. is, I believe the bull is kicking its rear legs and the Ferrari is rearing. Because so. it's kind of, that is a kind of a funny diss because one guy's like, well, you have a horse, I'm going to have a bull. You know, that's low that's, class. That's why I buy Lamborghinis over Ferraris. <laughs> yeah. You always do see the farmers driving by in their Lamborghini Diablos. Yeah. <laughs> Question eight. Which Russian president's first question upon meeting Bill Clinton was to ask whether or not he thought OJ did it? <laughs> that's a that's a pertinent question at the time. I, I have a Russian president written down. Uh, it's Mr. Gorbachev. Neil? Oh, that's, that's the one that it is, too. I, who, who am I thinking of, then? Khrushchev? Uh, you were both thinking a little too early. This that's was a, Boris Yeltsin. Yeltsin. Oh, Yeltsin. Which is the guy who had the, the birthmark? Gorbachev. Gorbachev? He was the one who more in with Reagan. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mr. That's... Gorbachev tear down that wall. I oh, figured right. maybe Mr. he was. Gorbachev. Yeah, yeah, he hung around and I figured. Which he wasn't a president because he was the head of the USSR. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't Russia's was president. Was Khrushchev a president? No, he was also in the USSR. Oh, oh man, we were good well, at this. I'm pretty sure. That one I'd have to look up. If I back, said Putin, I would have been closer. Back to right? the fields, Mr. Putin. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm Putin on a show here. I got 10 points. <laughs> <laughs> Question nine. I'll make it easy on you. True or false? All right. Danny DeVito found former employment as a hairdresser. Ooh. The irony in that one. He's still got some along the sides. <laughs> yeah. He's been growing it out for a couple years. Yeah. 
I wonder if he does that just because he's insane or if it's uh, for his character on, on Sonny. Yeah. That kind of character commitment is a kind of insanity. Yeah. I appreciate it, though. Okay. It's one of those that sounds too implausible to be made up, so I'm going to lock in with true. I'm also going true. It is true. Yes. Yes, yes. yes. Hey, Matt's back on the, back board. On the board. But he wasn't a hairdresser in the traditional sense. Oh, it's always a catch. He was a hairdresser... For dogs, corpses. Oh. He worked in a mortuary. Yeah. Oh, see that that way they could lower the, the the table. People sit down when they get their hair done. Yeah, yeah but I mean, <laughs> he, <Not> corpses. <laughs> you think they put the corpse in a barber's chair? Uh, maybe. Maybe they do. Can they bend the legs? Uh, I don't know. They probably. Be, I have some relatives who are in that business. I'll ask them. Rigor yeah. mortis. Yeah. Probably see him. Oh yeah, soon. we know someone who owns a mortuary. Yeah. Yeah. She does it with her. She embalms with her dad, which is a great father daughter thing. Yeah. Excellent. Take your daughter to work day. I was trying to make an embalming joke, but I can't mm-hmm. come up with one. <laughs> I think we're good here. <laughs> I, 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 I'm curious to see a, a, a round table of the best comedians in the world, and then someone goes, anyone got a good embalming joke? And it just goes silent. I'm always down for a good embalming joke. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, not like, enough space to fill up. I was going to say, Ken likes me to pump full of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. He got it. He got it. Uh, ten points to Jeff. Question ten. This 1980s Corey wore his sunglasses at night. Sadly, this did not make him cool enough to be one of the Corys. Perfect. This is this is Matt's uh, Matt's question. Now right you're here. getting to my categories. <laughs> Nonsense 80s questions that don't mean anything to anybody. Neil, I actually know this through a baseball reference. Neil got in pretty fast too here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't remember if this is the right one, but I went with Corey Hart. It is Corey Hart. Yep, you are correct, Corey Hart. He was a uh, there was a baseball player. Uh, about 10 years ago, played for the Brewers named Corey Hart. So that, that was his walk-up song, and he came on all the time. That's awesome. All right, so after the end of the first round, it looks like Neil is taking a pretty sizable lead with 60 points. Matt, though, did get three right for mm-hmm. 30 points. So pretty respectable so far. I'm on a hot streak, two in a row. See, if, if this was another game, this would have been our final scores before the final round, <laughs> 60 to 30. <laughs> kudos to kudos to Jeff on this uh, well-questioned game, mm-hmm. and I will pay you later. <laughs> Say, uh, there's, there's no money here. You know no, that. Matt, Matt's going to take over on this mid-round. Yeah, I know that. No money, just Monet. <laughs> this is one I've wanted to do for a while now, um, but some other good ideas came up. How many so. questions about male bodybuilders can you have? <laughs> Today, our halftime swing round will be in the category of 90s one-hit wonders. Yay. There's only a few on here that I'm hoping you say, uh, just based on my history of slow dancing at arm's length with people when I was in grade school. Yeah, that was uh, good times. Mm -hmm. Good times. Well, Neil, I I only have 10 questions here, and I'm going to give you the uh, song that they were famous for, and I would like you to give me the artist. Mm. So probably going to leave a few of your favorites off the list. Okay, so Cotton Eye Joe is not on here. Or maybe it is. I hope it is. That's a free one for me and Matt. Do you know the artist of that song? I don't think so. But you don't. I do not. Yeah. <laughs> see, and I happen too, so we'll see how this goes. Uh, all right. Uh, number one, I touch myself. Let me just go through the well, list. What's the question, though? <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Oh, okay. One is I touch myself, two, jump around, three, what's up, four, breakfast at Tiffany's, five, barely breathing, six, closing time, seven, save tonight, eight, steal my sunshine, nine, better days, also known as end the bottom drops out, and ten, tub thumping. Okay. Uh, classic ending with a classic there i know all these songs and i could sing them but it's a matter of i'm not good at the names of the bands because they are one hit wonders so we did go through those pretty quickly so i think uh one more time for the uh, listeners at home and again one i touch myself two jump around three what's up four breakfast at tiffany's five barely breathing Six, closing time. Seven, save tonight. Eight, steal my sunshine. Nine, better days, parentheses, and the bottom drops out. Ten, tub thumping. Okay, and now through the magic of editing, we'll uh, present the answers. So if uh, you need to pause the podcast for a moment, 
to get your answers uh, at home. We recommend you do that now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police, like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Doodaloo, doodaloo, doodaloo. And we're back. All right, so I'll go through them one by one, and I will get your answer. So what did you guys have for I Touch Myself? Neil? Yes. <laughs> uh, no, my answer, I, I couldn't remember the, the woman's name. It's a great song. I, I just put Austin Powers. I also put Austin Powers. <laughs> Good work, guys. <laughs> That's the Divinals. Uh, the Divinals. Never would have gotten spelled it. Spelled like vinyl? With a D. Clever I enough to only get them it. one hit. All right, let me let me jump in really quick here. For this next one, Neil was deliberating so hard. So jump around. What did you say? Is it me first? Yeah. Because... Oh, yeah. Because I, I was having so much trouble. I had I wrote down House of Pain and Crisscross, and then all I could keep seeing was Justin Timberlake and Friends with Benefits rapping wiggity wiggity whack um, to Mila Kunis before they had sex or after they had sex. <laughs> Uh, and um, and I just keep, kept seeing Justin Timberlake rapping and jumping up and down. And I know he's a huge basketball fan. He wanted to be a pro basketball player. So I left House of Pain and I put Criss Cross. Ooh, I put House of Pain. Oh, I, I, no. I, I painfully watched Neil cross out House <laughs> yes. of Pain on his sheet. There's Neil, a House of Pain in our studio. I was saying Neil in the House of Pain right now. <sighs> uh, Which is the one I'm thinking of then? Wait, wait is House of Pain the wiggity wiggity whack? No, that's Crisscross. You're, you're the... <laughs> what song am I thinking of? You're thinking of a crisscross song. I am. That you you combine two very different songs. Oh, because in their song they say jump, jump, jump. Yes. But I'm I, I was thinking jump, of jump, jump up and begin, jump up and begin. Da, da, da. That's yeah, House that's, of Pain, right? House of pain. Pack yeah. it in, pack it in. I wrote House of Pain first. Let us begin. Ken saw it. Ken saw it. I met Everlast. Step once. up to me, battle me. That's a sin. Also, one I left off my list. Oh, well, he's damn in, it. He's in House of Pain. Well, that's a spoiler for later because I'm going to get one wrong. All right, the third one was what's up. What's up, Neil? Uh, I, I the only thing that came to my mind was Four Non Blondes, the What's Going On, but I just don't know if that's the name of the song, so I just put Four Non Blondes. Uh, I put it's the theme song for one of my favorite WWE wrestlers, R Truth. Ooh, what's up? It's not. <laughs> I know it's not, but that's that's a good. So you might think the name of the song is What's Going On, oh, no. but it is What's Up, Four Non Blondes. Ooh, sweet. Nice work, Neil. Did you did you write out the word four? Or do you have the number four? I have number four and then non blondes. Look at you. Yeah. Overachiever. I had to write a uh, joke answer instead of what I thought it was. That's why you, you just put down an answer, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fourth one was Breakfast at Tiffany's. Matt? I just put Soul Asylum because I like them. Uh, I love this video. Um, I feel like the name of the band has like a, an O in it, maybe. Um, but uh, I couldn't <laughs> think of somewhere. it. So I, put, I just put Moon River. There, oh. there is an O in it, Neil. Good vowel so guess. So close. Uh, the O comes in deep blue something. Ah, uh, um, I've heard that before. Is that the one where Samuel Jackson gets eaten by a shark? Mm. That's it. Yeah. Fifth one was barely breathing. Ah, Neil. So uh, this guy became an, an accomplished Broadway composer for uh, American Psycho and uh, probably his most famous uh, Spring Awakening. That, that would be Duncan Sheik. I also put Duncan Sheik. Well done, guys. Duncan Sheik. You also later became a professional wrestler known as Iron Sheik. <laughs> Iron Duncan Sheik. The, yep. the, <laughs> 
Number six, Closing Time. Neil? Semisonic? Semisonic. Do you guys know what that song is about? Yeah, it's not. It's about a birth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although everyone thinks it's when the bar closes. Correct. Yeah, it's about his uh, anticipation of uh, an upcoming birth in their mm-hmm. family. One of my favorite office scenes, if we're going to mention the office in every episode. I try to. <laughs> and I'll just pretend I know what you're talking about and Fair nod enough. and smile. <laughs> Number seven, Save Tonight. What did you say, Matt? That is Eagle Eye Cherry. Neil? Fight the Break of Dawn. Eagle Eye Cherry. Eagle Eye Cherry. Speaking of music videos that I really liked, this one was one that really impressed upon me when I was a kid. It was so. a big uh, VH1 video, I imagine. At the oh, time. yeah. And I believe it was in black and white and just like, <laughs> walking through the streets. <laughs> Perfect. Deal My Sunshine. I know Matt said he had this one. What do you say, Matt? Uh, Len. Neil? I put the moon last week. That would be Len. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do like your, uh, your eclipse joke, though. Well, thank you. I went over everyone's head except Jeff. <laughs> Number nine, better days, parentheses, and the bottom drops out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got. I thought it was Everlast, and it's not. So um, I know. I forget the, the hit that this band had, and I know it's wrong, but I just put Fastball. No, ah. Fastball was the way. Oh, oh, so oh, this right. one, I feel like the name of the band has like King in it or something or something like that. What is it? Citizen King? Yep. Uh, Ooh. I would have never gotten that. Uh, Everlast had uh, that song off of their album, Whitey Ford Sings the Blues, yeah. which was... And you really might know what it's like. What it's like. But they also had uh, Black Jesus. Barely a hell That, that one didn't hmm. chart as well. But <laughs> Number 10, Tub Thumping. Uh, this is a band who got their name from writing gibberish on a keyboard and seeing what it looked like, and they named their band Chumbawamba. 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 Well done, guys. So before the score update, I will say that the name of the second Everlast hit was indeed Black Jesus. Oh. Uh, in in uh, terms of scoring, Neil picked up 25 points with five answers correct. Matt picked up 30 points. So that brings the grand totals to 85 for Neil and 60 for Matt. I think we did pretty well on that one. Yeah, I wish I would. I, I knew all the songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a matter of figuring out the band names. And uh, I'm, I'm still kicking myself for the House of Pain crisscross yeah. mix up. I don't know what song I was thinking of. Oh, I think it's I think it's crisscross will make you jump, jump. Yeah. Cross, right. The song might be called. Ah, the song is just called jump. Excellent. On to round two. Question one. In golf, it is commonly said that you drive for show, but putt for what word that emphasizes its importance to the game? Drive for show, putt for... This word. The ladies. Yeah, putt, yeah. yeah. It, it, does, it, does it rhyme with show? No, no clue. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Sounds like. Um, that makes it difficult. Neil's always trying some scam. Oh, here he goes with the alphabet. He's writing it out. I've heard this before, but I'm not a big golf guy, obviously, from question one. So this is tangentially your second golf question, which I don't appreciate as being your yeah, sports question. I agree. Pretty sure I'm on 1.5 golf questions at best. Sure. 0.5 too many. If you don't like this question, just wait for the next one. Oh, good. Uh, all right, I'm in. Things may get reluctantly. better I think you drive for show and putt for glory. I just put drive for show, putt for gold. Neil's pretty close. If you made it rhyme, you drive for show and putt for dough. Oh. Wow. Mm, there you go. Mine's better. They should change it. It is about <laughs> monetary reward or bread, maybe. <laughs> well, it's also about back, how yeah, back in people Ireland don't know this, but, but back in the day, they used to <laughs> give bread to the winner. <laughs> no, I think it's more about how uh, driving is, is big and showy and, and flashy, but most of the game is won or lost in putting. So Thank you for your... Getting that uh, not in my case when I go golfing because I can't do either. Well, nobody goes to a putting range. I guess that's mini golf. But when, it, when it takes, because uh, you don't impress your friends by putting. When yeah. it takes six or seven drives just to get to the green, then uh, <laughs> then both are for the dough. If yeah. you if you have that many drives, you're not playing the game correctly. Oh, a, was I supposed to switch my clubs at a certain point? <laughs> There's a great video you should check out if you just Google uh, Jack Nicholas uh, long putt and make sure it's the one where he's old. Uh, he's an old guy, and, and there's like a young guy who can't doesn't think he can make this really long putt it's like unbelievably long and jack nicholas just goes up doesn't even like really look hits it and it goes right in it's great (laughs) yeah he was a phenomenal golfer question two which french philosopher declined the 1964 nobel prize for literature this has nothing to do with golf you're the worst i didn't say it had to do with golf i said you wouldn't enjoy the next question 
accurate. <laughs> I, I I know this one, um, but now I'm I'm screwing myself in my head. Uh, As you do most nights before you go to sleep. <laughs> I have a screwdriver, and I yeah I screw uh, one, no. one single screw in my head. That's what I meant to relieve yeah. pressure. You know, August thirtieth was National Frankenstein Day. Was it? Yeah, it's a good That's holiday. I built, I assembled a corpse in my basement to, uh, to commemorate the holiday. Danny DeVito could give it a haircut. What was uh, the question? <laughs> All right, Neil. Uh, Descartes. Pepe Le Pew. Yeah. <laughs> so close. <laughs> I know. Uh, Matt's about 300 years closer on time frame. That was Jean-Paul Sartre. Uh, oh, Sartre. Oh, see, that was, I was between uh, him and Descartes. Sartre is smartra. You guys were both really close there, though. <laughs> yeah. So close. Question number three. Who was the first U.S. president to declare war? Ken knows presidents in order. He should be able to figure this out. Okay, I'm in. It's, it's very much a, uh, a matter of whether or not war were declared. War were declared. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm in, but I don't know if it's right. What about you, Matt? Uh, I'm stuck. I, I'm I'm in, but I think it's not right. But I'm in. Neil? So I, th- I think I remember hearing this once where, you know, you want to go like, you know, Civil War or you want to go World War One, but we never actually declared war until we got hit at Pearl Harbor, which is FDR. So mm-hmm. I put FDR. Yeah. And I was thinking the War of 1812 and I put Madison. In the War of 1812, James Madison did declare war. Ooh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Take that, that everyone. Uh, that was my guess. Uh, Interesting. Despite the fact that I thought uh, Neil's uh, reasoning was pretty good also. Yeah. I thought War of 1812 was right. And then I was just trying to do the math to figure out who was president at that point. No, it's now that we don't declare war, Neil. Not then. <laughs> yeah. We used to do oh, it all willy nilly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Question four. The Roman numeral D stands for what number? I want to make a D's nuts joke, but I didn't. <laughs> now I regret you just it. Did. <laughs> he didn't make a joke. He just mentioned it. <laughs> Still not funny. In relation, D's nuts. So I think L is 50, maybe? Jeez, oh, um, you're way off. Am I? Yeah. No, that's right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, anything that's if, if they haven't gotten to uh, Super Bowl D, then yeah. I don't know what these are. That's what I'm, That's why I was... <laughs> I was going for it. And I don't think they're at some real T. I'm just going to make a guess. Okay. Uh, Matt, what was your guess? So L is 50. I think C is 1,000. Um, and then I just guessed that D was a million. Oh, that's that's a good guess. I just want 100. Okay. So I thought maybe one of you would get this. I won V5, X10, L50, because with the Super Bowl controversy. Um, but if you ever pay attention to the nom- Roman numeral naming system on books or on the bottom of film. And I don't. You'll notice uh, in the year 2000, we started going to MM. So mm. M is 1,000. Right. Oh, M is 1,000. C is 100. Mm. D is 500. Oh, mm. I was only off by 900. Well, that's 50, silly. Batten zero, round two. I knew it would come. My time has come. Yeah. <laughs> Time's come today. Got too cocky in uh, round I, one. I wasn't cocky at all. I said I was going to be terrible. You're pretty cocky. Question five. Don't have a listener submitted question for this round, so this one is from me. Which hockey player has won the most Stanley Cups with 11? Mm. Jeez. Man, 11? That's crazy. Think 11 is that. a lot. He's really good. Like, you're lucky to get one. He's really good. Or he played a long time. He, he Both. And he played on a good team. Mm-hmm. So... Well, your your gut is to. I mean, I don't know anything about hockey, so your guts go with Wayne Gretzky. But I feel like he b- jumped around and he was he has more records than anyone. I don't know about Stanley Cups. I don't know. I'm just typing it or not typing. I'm writing a name. It's somebody. It's older, and I'm torn between someone who was on those Oilers teams that won a bunch in the '70s and '80s, and then one of the Red Wings teams back in the '60s. So I just went with Gordie Howe. I went with Gordie Howe as well. So if I told you he was brother to. Maurice the Rocket Richard, would that help? It would not, no. That would be uh, Henri Richard. Oh, oh Henri. Henri. He, played, uh, he played from 1955 to 1975, principally with a very successful Canadians team. Canadians. That's, that's a crazy stat because, yeah, like I was saying, you'd be lucky to, to get one, let alone multiple in the modern era. Mm. 11 is really crazy. He played his entire 20 years with uh, the Canadians. Mm. Wow. And after five questions in the second round, we're having a pretty uh, pretty dry uh, try <laughs> round here. Neil has yet to score in this round, keeping his score of 85 intact. And uh, Matt did tack on an extra 10 points for 70. Yeah, I'll take it. Question six. Which singer started their career on the Disney Channel show, The Wizards of Waverly Place? Ah, finally. Thank yeah. you. All I have to do is ask a Disney question, and then we're all in. Yeah. 
any any female pop stars though you guys yeah this is an embarrassing that (laughs) we're like finally uh uh, turn off my tv it's on the background turn off french philosophers no (laughs) this question yes all right shame (laughs) matt it's selena gomez selena gomez selena Selena Gomez. I do have a sister who's seven years younger, just so you know. Yeah, yeah. Do you? Whatever. I do. I have a still, sister who's eight still years younger. It still makes her too old. <laughs> you guys were lucky because I no, was... No, the show was on there when my sister was younger. So. In, a, in a future game, I had this question, and I'm going to stop it now, but it was going to be match the, the pop star to the show they were on, so it would have been Wizards of Waverly Place, Selena Gomez, Sonny with a Chance, Demi Lovato, and Victorious yeah. Ariana Grande. Yeah. Well, I would have been destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad that didn't happen. Because unlike you, I have better things to do than watch... Uh, Watch the Disney Channel. I don't watch the Disney Channel. I just I'm aware of it. You just like the pop stars. No, I, used to, I used to direct children's theater, and they all loved Sunny with a Chance and Wizards of Waverly Place. So I would watch it with them, but I wouldn't protest. Okay, so it's not just creeping on preteens. Got no, it. Yeah. He's also teaching them. Right. Eighth graders made me read <laughs> Twilight, and so I could talk with them. It was a bet, and I lost. Did you enjoy Stephanie Meyer's works? Um, she uses a word incredulously way too many times for my liking. It's because it's the only like million dollar word that she knows i find that to be an incredulous mm-hmm. statement yeah <laughs> question seven in what babylonian code could a bartender be put to death for watering down beer think back to your uh, western civilization i don't think i understand the question i don't either <laughs> babylonian you need, like the the code yeah so can i clarify something sure for he's not talking about like an encrypted code no like it a code like of a, honor or something yeah it was basically a set of laws Oh, boy. Call. We didn't learn this in Western Civ. You definitely learned this in Western Civ. I didn't realize this was a punishable by death offense until recently. So Most things were punishable by death. I mean, the best things are punishable by death. I just want to go back to the time where we, we did, uh, we drawn and quartered people. Is that the, uh, the, the code of uh, Johnny Manziel? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in with the right. answer. I am in. All right. Neil? Um, I just traveled over to Japan and, and put Bushido. Um, I figured bartenders were considered merchants, so I put Code of Merchants. Ken, do you know? I believe it would be uh, Hammurabi. That would be the Code of oh. Hammurabi. Oh, I, I, that sounds familiar. Yeah, see, I told you. I think you that's a sub it. I had the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, that's the worst. Question eight. While declaring that he was not a crook, President Nixon may not have been in a very happy place. Name the place that he was at. Their slogan might disagree with him. Mm. Nailed it. Good question. The way it was written like a question. I was, as soon as he said, I'm not a crook, I was like, Richard Nixon. I was like, I was, I was like softball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would be like a kid's Jeopardy. Uh, we need more of those. Delete the tapes. I have an answer, though. I think I'm right. Okay. All right, Matt. At first, I was thinking he was at Penn State at Happy Valley, but then I came back to Disney World, the happiest place on earth. Uh, I don't believe Disney World existed at that time, so I put Disneyland. I have that he was at Disney World, but I will fact check that. Nope, don't fact check. Just give me the points. (laughs) Well, you were both on the right path. It is a Disney park, but it was Disney World. Yep. So no credit for Disneyland. No credit for Disneyland. Unfortunately, it's a distinct place. That's also a few but thousand miles away. Aren't both of their slogans a happy place? You're Can I challenge that? But historically, only one is correct, Neil. And, All right, and because he's not a quantum particle, he can't exist in two places there at the same go. time. There you go. Yeah, Schrodinger's right. Nixon. <laughs> he's either a crook or he's not a crook, <laughs> but you don't know until you... <laughs> well, we opened the box. He's definitely a crook. Yeah. Question nine. What former NFL and now NCAA coach played Screech's cousin on an episode of Saved by the Bell First Class? Uh, former NFL, now a college coach? Yes. Oh, man. I should know it if it was a big name. Well, you have to remember that it was a cameo like 20 years ago before he was famous as a NFL and NCAA coach. Yeah. I, I have something locked in based on former NFL, now college coach. So I'm locked in. Just kind of blanking on this, Neil? Yeah, I just, I'm trying to, I'm thinking of guys that would might, might have been famous enough at the time. Okay, I think I have someone because it was the 90s. So I'm in. 
Neil? So since it was the 90s, I, I'm just thinking Harbaugh because he would have been famous for being a quarterback. So it would have been a jock that Screech would have had as a cousin. And then he went on to obviously be an NFL coach and then come, came back to NCAA. So I put Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, Harbaugh is a really good guess. I put Nick Saban. It is Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. The photo is actually pretty funny <laughs> of like him with Screech. And you actually kind of have the scenario exactly right. So his it was his jock cousin, essentially. Yeah. Good call there. That yeah. was uh, yeah, when he was playing for the Bears, wasn't it? John yes. Harbaugh at the time? Jim Harbaugh, yeah. I believe that was when he had been playing for the Bears. Question 10. Apparently, I couldn't leave hockey questions alone. Oh, man. <laughs> Which NHL player was the oldest when he played the game at the age of 52? He also holds the distinction of being the only person to play on the same team as his son at the same time. Oh, that's a crazy stat, too. These are good hockey questions. I think I have an answer. I figured people would be able to guess from oldest hockey player ever. That's an interesting stat. But the ability to have played actually in the same game on the ice with his son same time. Well, I don't know if they were on the ice at the same time, but in the same mm-hmm. game. All right, I'm in. Yeah. Okay, Matt? I put uh, Bobby Hull. I put Hull. You both should have gone Gordy Howe. That's, oh, I had oh, Gordy Howe, too. Guys. <laughs> I had credit for <laughs> a previous painful. answer. Actually, my first thought was Chris Chelios, and then he said with his son I couldn't get it. Because I know Chelios played when he was like 49. Right. Uh, yeah, I was no, gonna... Gordy Howe played, uh, he may have had a break in there, I can't remember, but he definitely played when he was 52. He's definitively the oldest player to have played the game, and he had the good fortune of playing with one of his sons in a game. All right, so at the end of round two, we have a pretty tight game, actually, going into the, the final round here. It's 105 for Neil and 90 for Matt. So the uh, wagers are definitely going to be important going into the final. Into our final round, here are your five categories. Question one is in geography. Question two is in local names. Question three, bet you didn't know that was a religious symbol. I think I might know where you're going on this one here, Jeff. That's a weird category. (laughs) Question four, film history. And question five, music in movies. Wagers are locked. Question one, in geography, what country's capital is the furthest north? Question two is in local names. A grinder, hero, and wedge are different regional terms for what? It's a dating app, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, always swipe, swipe right on wedge. Question three. Bet you didn't know this was a religious symbol. What object often seen at children's birthdays are Christian symbols for blindly following God and receiving heavenly rewards? They were originally created to try and convert natives in Central and South America. Question four is in film history. Lawrence Butler and Jack Whitney created the first blue screen technique in what 1940 film? Question five, music in movies. Billy Madison might be glad he called Steve Buscemi's character in the movie Billy Madison. It may or may not be a coincidence that this ELO song is playing in the background. Man. The answer is incorrect. May God have mercy on your soul. (laughs) Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. <laughs> 
The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. All right. I have answers in for all of them. Okay. So everybody's answers are in. Let's go back to question one. Ken, what were everybody's wagers in geography? All right. Matt went in for 10 on this one and Neil uh, bet zero. Playing conservative. Matt, with the high bet, what did you say the country who enjoys the furthest north capital was? I thought it was Greenland. Uh, I just put Oslo. So the capital is Reykjavik, Iceland. Iceland. Ah, Reykjavik. Greenland is actually a uh, territory of Denmark. Yeah. I thought I was between the two, and then I probably should have picked the one that was a country. They have some really cheap flights to Reykjavik all the time, like last-minute ones. I kind of want to go check it out. So yeah, I, might, you, I might hit that up, too. If you do, uh, I would join you. Be prepared to pay a lot, because Reykjavik is a very expensive city to oh, be in. Oh, in the city. I don't care. That's fine. No, yeah. I mean, like... Uh, but I found, like, 300 round trip to Reykjavik, which sounds amazing. But, I mean, like, hotel rooms, uh, oh, food, right, lodging right. You have are to all... stand on the plane, though. Actually, in most of Iceland, it's one of the most expensive countries to live in, so... Hmm. Or, or visit as a tourist. Ken, what were the question two wagers in local... Uh, Local names. All right. Question two. Neil had zero on this one as well. And Matt went in for 10 again. So, Neil, go ahead. Um, I heard the word hero. And um, that makes me think of like a sub sandwich, submarine type sandwich. Yeah. Grinders and heroes are both definitely sub sandwiches. Yep. Uh, hoagie or a sub sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grinder, I think, is like strictly like weird. I think it's St. Louis somewhere in that that kind of area there's a very small part of the country where they're called grinders i mean there's a lot of words for things like po boys and uh, yeah. th- there's a whole bunch of regional terms sure basically so, so uh neil and matt both holding steady through the first two questions mm-hmm. question three ken what were the wagers in bet you didn't know that was a religious symbol all right so neil is once again uh, playing conservatively with zero and matt went in for 20 on this one so maybe you can make up some ground mm-hmm. matt what was your uh what was your guess so um, I was all over the place at first. I was thinking streamers because they would guide somebody or birthday candles because they light things. And then it hit me when he said they're blinded and then they're receiving a heavenly reward. And then he also said South America. So that led me to pinata. Neil? Uh, I just put sparklers. So if I said that uh, it was supposed to beat out your lesser demons, it is the pinata. Yeah. Oh, big move for Matt there. I worked my way to that. I was I was lost on that one, and then I don't I don't know the blinded thing hit me because I was trying to think of what you'd be blindfolded for, and then that's when it all clicked. Yep, yeah, and then the candy raining down on you uh-huh. is a heavenly reward. Absolutely. Question four in film history: What were the wagers, Ken? Looking for a uh, swing here. We have Neil with thirty, Matt with zero. All right, Neil, what was your answer for the Lawrence Butler Jack Whitney film? Uh, I, I was between a few answers and. Uh, I, I know the names. I know Bill Whitney, but uh, I spoke Wizard of Oz. Mm. I put the 1940 classic. Good thing I bet zero. <laughs> Ken, do you uh, do you happen to know this one? I was, uh, I was thinking maybe uh, Gone with the Wind. So Gone with the Wind was a year earlier, I believe, 39. This would have been the 1940 film The Thief of Baghdad. Mm. First one to employ a blue screen technique. Question five, music in movies. What were the wagers, Ken? Uh, that's going to be 10 for each. Okay. And Matt, why don't you kick it off? Well, the scene is um, when he calls him and then he crosses him off the list. Uh, and I couldn't think of a song, so I just put crossed off my list. And Neil? I, I didn't know this one. I know I know the scene. I, I could you know, tell you exactly what happens, but I just put Mr. Blue. Ken, do you, do you happen to remember this one? You know, I can't remember the uh, actual name of the song, but uh, I think you gave a clue when you said uh, he coincidentally gets, uh, gets a phone call. So I can't remember the name of the song, but it's all about uh, being on the, the line, being on the phone. Okay. Telephone line? Telephone line. There it is. Telephone line by ELO. Never heard it. It's pretty, it's one of their more famous hits. All right. So that concludes the final round. And uh, we'll find out who is the cream of the crop based on these wagers. So in second place, we have Neil ending up with 65 points. Oof. Had a pretty tough final round. And in... First place, we have Matt as the cream of the crop with 100 points. Congrats, Matt. You are the cream. I am 
the cream, yeah. The cream of the crop. Yeah, the thief from Baghdad came and stole my win. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing that I won a game where I got four sports questions wrong and a president's <laughs> question right. <laughs> the tides are turning. Nothing makes sense anymore. No. <laughs> Up is down, cats and dogs. Getting well, along. Good good game for both of you guys. Though. That, was a, that was a fun one. No, it was entertaining. I'll lash myself later. <laughs> you can take your uh, frustration out on a pinata, maybe. Yeah, there you go. So uh, before we go, I know uh, all of us were talking uh, pre-recording. Uh, we're going to be reshuffling some of our, our Patreon goals um, to make them a little bit more accessible for our listeners. Uh, one of the big goals that we are going to put on there, uh, I'll let Jeff talk a little bit more about it, but uh, we're looking to upgrade to an H6 zoom recorder um to help with our uh recording quality and our mobility because right now we uh we do it in one location but that'll kind of let us uh have the ability to go uh elsewhere at other people's apartments and and just be a little bit more mobile to record a little faster but jeff why don't you uh just talk about that in the upcoming upcoming weeks sure as many of you may know uh, we do have a patreon Um, we are looking to uh, purchase some new equipment and offset some of our costs here Um, and we'd like to do other things to build and grow the show Uh, If you guys have things that you'd like to see us do, things more from us, other shows, uh, content, you know, other things that we can do outside of the show, we'd love to get your feedback, um, see what you guys would be interested in so that we can provide that maybe as a a way to um, give you something that you're looking for and also maybe provide some additional support for the show. So if you give us feedback on that, we'd love to see it. Uh, If there's something that... uh, you, uh, you have a burning desire for us to to do. Um, Patreon is patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. Uh, we do at least one bonus episode a month there. So if you'd like to check us out and support us directly, um, if you feel we've earned it, we'd very much appreciate it. Shoot us a message, let us know. Okay, as per usual, if you'd like to play along with the contestants, make sure to check out our Facebook page and download our official Triviality score sheet that we use here in the studio. If you want to get in touch with any of us, find us on Twitter using the handle at trivialitypod or on Facebook at facebook.com slash trivialitypod. If you'd like to get in touch with us via email, send all questions to trivialitypodcast at gmail.com. And of course, question fives, make sure you put the host in the subject line with question five. We'd love to hear from you and get more of those questions, and they've been great so far. Of course, other than spreading the word, the best way you can support the show is by rating, reviewing, and subscribing to Triviality on your favorite podcast app. And uh, once again, we are looking to get up to 50 iTunes reviews. Uh, We do appreciate the other reviews as well. For Ken, Matt, Neil, and myself, that was Triviality. Wait, hold on. Friends can still hang out and, I don't know, listen to music. Listen to music? I'm going to kill Annie. I can't believe you still like them. I didn't like these guys. I don't even remember. Don't try to compare us to another bad little fat. I'm the Mac and I'm bad. You did something that you never had. I'll make you jump, jump, wiggle and shake your rump. Cause I'll be kicking on something that makes you want to jump. How high, real high, cause I'm just so fly. And then be something, I don't know what he says right there. But inside out, it's wiggle, 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 whack.